Hi, so welcome back to Transvox. Um, we've been joined today by um, Jen at last, my colleague in crime, my regular companion after our episode last week with Ellen, which is all about writing books and such like. It's lovely to see Jen's face back. Hi, Jen. How are you? Hi, Jill. And uh, hi, everyone. Uh, it is nice to be back. And we're also joined by another person. This is uh, Fred the Fly Firefly, who's taking notes. So at last, we've got someone in the AI world who's... Um, who's doing the note keeping. So that's good, isn't it? Fantastic. We're, we're, we're well into our technology here. And um, show notes. Although maybe at some point AI can take over our, our bits as well. Well, it's only a question. I saw something said that will AI take over our jobs and said, no one said, no, it's the person that uses the AI, AI will do it. But I'm starting to doubt it with some of the amazing stuff that's out there. Yes. <laughs> anyway, they'll never replace you. We'll see. <laughs> well, anyway, how has it been? Since I saw you last, any news, any goss? Not really any goss. Um, I mean, you know, it's been, as always, it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting time to be trans in the UK at the moment. So it's mainly dodging that. I've been uh, trying to get involved in a bit of politics uh, as a member of the Labour Party. I've been doing some work, a bit of work with uh, LGBT plus Labour on, on okay. defining transphobia, which we're trying to do. All right. uh, and so a bit of politics, which is interesting. Um, you know, whether we'll get there or not, it's, uh, I think, um, anybody who's trans knows how difficult the politics is around it at the moment. Yeah. Very, it's very polarized and polarizing, but I mean, plus looking, uh, at what's going on in the States, my goodness, what's happening in Florida now is, uh, if you deal with trans issues, now you lose all your medical, your ability to have any form of medical insurance. It's, you know, what's going to happen Genuine. when you join a cruise ship or have a holiday over there, go to Disneyland. No. And any connection with any trans organization, and you know you've got some sort of problem on your hands. There's the, a the, the genuine uh, attempt in some quarters to yeah. eradicate trans people in the United States, and you know, um, you know, we've had similar comments heard in this country about you know yeah. the famously, some I was quoted saying that trans somebody's view that trans people are a problem in the same world. This was a famous yeah. anti-trans campaigner. So yeah, it's, it's, that's is scary stuff. But I'm still positive that. Yeah. They will not prevail. Well, I think it's a pendulum, isn't it? And actually the pendulum's been quite a long way over. And I often think that this kickback, the size of the kickback is the degree to which actually change is starting to happen. So yeah. and yes. I think I think uh I'm working on quite an interesting project about more robust assessment of trans people. And I think a lot of people oh, who that's are really not interesting. trans. Yeah, I think a lot of people who are not trans find the self-ID thing tricky because it's this idea that you can declare yourself to be a woman in the afternoon or a man. And then you can, oh, clearly, the obsession with changing rooms of toilets appears. And then you're going to obviously commit some sort of horrendous crime. And then you're going to run out and decide you're something else. Or you're going to go to prison and decide you're going to you know, join the female wing because it's easier. And I think, actually, there's something about, if there was a bit more of a robust assessment, I just wonder whether, we're, like it I, used to I, be. Not like it I, used to be, but No, different. fair enough. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I take your point on that, so what a lot of people get swallowed by those very simple arguments yeah. that pop that, that sort of populist, populist and often far-right politics will, will spin. And that sounds on one level, but the actual reality is absolutely far, so nothing like that. I mean... How, how it is, is it, I mean, I, I got assessed, but I innately knew I was a girl from the age of 10. There was no assessment that's going to change that. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know how, in a sense, you do that. I'd still, uh, for me, it's still, it's that innate sense. And I don't think there's any evidence actually people would, 
do any, would be you know, I'll transfer any sort of whim or any other malicious, you know, sort of mendacious purposes. I just don't think there's any evidence that happens to any sense that it, it needs to impact on yes. our, on, on, on laws, lives, and progress. But I think so, the assessment takes away the spurious nature or the a perceived spurious nature of people being able to just decide this. Now, you and I both know that what you just said is true, but um, how do you spot the people who are? doing it how do you, how do I, don't you think, I don't think that they are i mean i, I mean I, I like a, i always like a debate jill but i would i would argue that that is just not the case that that has been there is no evidence in any country with self-id that that is that any sense happens yeah and, and, I'm, and I'm in all saying... honesty we've all self, always self-id and we've always been here yeah. it doesn't happen but we used to have assessment we used to have assessment and we didn't have this problem in the press no we didn't i didn't get assessed to be trans i was i, I transitioned did. I transitioned um, and living my life before I went to have any help from the NHS. I, I did. I, I was assessed twice. I actually, I was actually medically assessed as being trans. Yeah, but that's if you're medicalising being trans. Yeah. There's a medical aspect was. if you want help from. Yeah, if you want help from the NHS. Yeah. The path is it is medicalised in that exactly. sense. Exactly. But um, I'd argue that is irrelevant in, in terms of um, being a woman. You know, I transition to being a woman at the time the nhs there wasn't automatic um support for the nhs so um i was who i was and i was a woman at every pur purpose that mattered and got some help from the nhs eventually but i was going to do that so i mean i i understand i understand the point and i think i think the i mean i had there was an assessment eventually when I went to a clinic and they exactly. asked a bunch of dumbass questions, if you're asking me, some of the exactly. dumbest questions, you know, and the idea that's all about how you can function in society, what idea that as a, as a woman who happens to be trans, I can't also be screwed up is ridiculous because I can be screwed up because oh, yeah. women well, are men are screwed up. Yeah. yeah. The trans part of it is not screwing me up. The trans part is me who being, you know, so I, I would tend to disagree that there is no, where there is no, uh, and the countries that have self-ID don't have any assessment. It's a self-identification. Nobody can define me, yes or no, as a woman other than me. So, I, I mean, you know, I understand the point, and, it, you know, maybe it applicates some quarters, but that that would be, to me, a step a step back. Because yes, but you see, I'd rather us take one step back than 73 steps back. True, true. That's, and that's but, what I'm but, thinking about. It's almost like if you can, if you can, if you can legitimise something, uh, because people like legitimization, they like bit labels, they like um, security. So it's that difference between are you dealing with a, um, someone that's genuine or someone that's not? And if you go through a, some sort of assessment, it, it proves you are. I mean, but, but I mean, how you do it's very straightforward. Does it? I don't know what it proves. It proves that somebody with a assessment of something has decided that makes you. I just something. don't know because trans yeah trans experience is different. I knew from the age of ten. Somebody yeah. else may but may not everybody come does. to that at thirty five or forty doesn't make them any less a woman no, or a man but, or non-binary. But, but I'm not arguing this from the perspective of, like of us. Oh yeah, I know. We're just having a debate. It's that, it's that lovely thing, isn't it? You know, we can disagree agreeably, can't we? That's I'm a trade union rep. It's, it's what I do for a living. <laughs> you can argue for the just any side. No, I, I guess can. where I'm coming from is 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 the, the external validity or the legitimization of what the process is. But now you might say you might say we don't need that, 
And I would say, what are we got? What are we? What are we fighting back in this world against the negative press and hostility? And the answer is nothing, excepting shouting loudly. And I think there's a there's a there's an opportunity to use science to say. These people have a right to be who they are. Now, we all think we have the right to be who we are, and it's enshrined in law, but it's not, it's going away quite quickly. And I don't see, I don't see a defense. I just see a lot of hopelessness. I, I would, I just would firmly disagree. Once you take that step of saying that somebody has got to sign a form saying that I am a woman, I think that, I don't think when that step ends, other than more and more settlement, that is a significant I don't think it's step about back. Saying, I don't think it's about saying you're a woman. I think it's about saying you're trans. Yeah, but the, the trans is the descriptive term because of my history. Yeah. Being trans, I'm, you know, being trans, I talk about being trans because I do it in my working life. Why, is, enjoy it doing children, it why is that our children have no rights to, to transition because they've got no way to express that? They do have the no right way to, to be. They do have the right. They, social, they can socially transition. I mean, look at the pushback. Look at the social media pushback yeah. against this. So but it's still happening. It? I, 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 I work with people. I do training for people working in schools. And every any school of any size has now has uh, a young trans person who may be a non-binary or trans. And, and many, any school of 1,000 people will have somebody that's, tra that's socially transitioned. I get the point on the medical side of it, and I think that's probably right about about the, the ages. So all we're, doing, all we're doing is moving the medical side into a bit more on the social side. Uh, I, I just, I, I think, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's a debate, but I, I just don't think I can agree. That's all, I guess. I think, um, I think that step back to me would be a horrendous step back. Um, we have the GRA, all the Gender Recognition Act is about that bit of it. The law is about changing birth certificates to make life easier with your pension and, um, you know, when you die. Um, as for everything else in life, everything else in day-to-day -day life, there is nobody that to prove. Um, or sign off that I'm a, a woman who happens to be trans, i.e. I am trans. But if the law identify... changes, if the law changes, uh, and, and the plan in the law is that, um, from what I understand, is that we'll be going back to pre-transition stage. So you'll be having to go to there. So the, the female loos will be full of trans men and vice versa, because the yeah, idea well, is to go be, back to assigned, assigned at birth. That's, the, that's what the plan it is. It won't be. That, that's not going to happen. It hasn't even really happened in America because it's one. It's, it's on its way. The I, I, I don't believe going through. No, no. I, the changes to the Equality Act won't be saying. I mean, the the May they're trying to change the Equality Act, and we need to push back against that. Mm. But it'll still be about. Um, it won't. I mean, going to the loo. It won't. Of course, trans men. Are, it's. I just don't see that ever happening because one, you can't police it. It's not doable. It isn't practical. Everything else on that is not necessary. Um, you know. So whether the, the redefinition of the Equality Act, which I think is what you're referring to, and what is scary, will be more about um, services. You know, things like services maybe having more scope. But I, I don't believe. Um, I don't believe. I transitioned before the Equality Act. I I, I transitioned before then. Made no difference. Of course, we use the women. But it's a very women's different lives. world. That it was is, this. 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 World, we're we're properly marginalised now, and and it's under attack. And I well, if, and I don't see. I don't see any defence. I don't see any. I don't see what's going to happen. To I don't see people defending us. I don't see people particularly running out into the streets and shouting and helping. I mean, there's some allyship. I don't see much in the in the way the political arena. I don't see much happening at all. And I think we're a convenient we're a convenient way to actually change 
the gender re- uh, recognition act the uh, human rights act as long as well as the the boat people you know it's I, uh, I, yeah we're a tar- this is a political target at the moment both here in america but you just look across in spain they've progressive laws you know you're the european similar nations and you know similar cultures so this is a moment in time um, um and i think for us to accept things like that uh, would be a significant um, um, step back. I don't think there is. You're right, it's different now. But day to day, it isn't. I don't get abuse when I step out my front door. I don't get people talking, using sort of walk, dog whistle language or talking points to me day to day. I don't any problem if I went and used the, uh, the women's lose or used, you know, any of those. Never have done. And, um, you know, in 2005, when I transitioned and there wasn't any legal protection, nobody, I can't think of any occasion I've once been questioned, even though I am no people would read me as trans because mm. six foot two. So it just isn't for, every, for the vast majority of the population, isn't a problem. The mm. reason we struggle with it is because we're in the bubble where we see in the media all the time. The reality out there, I'm not saying there isn't transphobia, but the reality out there is everybody's pretty relaxed about these things. And just honestly, they just don't, you know, getting on with their lives. So I, I, I think for us on the on on the current moral panic that is being drummed up um, at the moment in here in America, for us to accept um, a step back in things like. Uh, the gen, you know, gender recognition, that legal part of it, or in other parts of our lives, because um, I'm not, I've not got a gender recognition certificate. I've no intention of getting one at the currently. You know, I don't. I'm just not going to go through that. But it doesn't affect my day to day life. And secondly, you know, I'm not having a, a faceless panel tell me I'm trans or not, or tell me I'm a woman or not. It makes no sense to me. And, and many of us, many of us don't at the moment. So to take any step back and say we need more assessment, I need to get somebody to whoever to to, to attest that I'm genuine, I think would be a wrong step. I, I can understand because you're in a different position than me, 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 Jill. I think where you are in, it's fair to say when you're in transmission, it's probably more scary, is it not? Is that fair yeah. to say? Yeah. So no, I, 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 I respect that. Yeah. yeah. And don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I totally believe in self-ID. I totally believe in the concept, the principle and everything you said. And I'm very reassured by the fact, you know, that you constantly say it's, the vast majority of people are, you know, um, lovely, fine, and and it's great, isn't it? Because normally it's me being positive. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm in a different place this week, because of course the old hormones have you have you bouncing around the place on a on a regular basis when you're new to them. Um, so yes, I, um, I accept your argument. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking in my own mind. If there was something that legitimised, not something that validated, but something that legitimised the process we're going through is a specific process, then that would be, I mean, it's what we do in the NHS. It's just that no one can, with most people accept, even some of the biggest bigots that trans women are, ex, you know, they're, they're, they're fine. It's the, it's, it's the people who self-ID and just decide to be one thing one afternoon and another thing the next. And I'm thinking that when you're on that journey and you're going through that process, people most people f- accept you're trans, and actually you're taking it seriously, and it's this, that, and the other. Well, I don't think people. Do, I don't think people do that. Um, do that in any uh, militia. There are people who are gender fluid, and they're perfectly legitimate as well, and they're living their lives and always have done. So I don't. I just think we've we've got. I can understand Jill, where where you are, and it is a scary time. I'm not transitioning. I've done that. So, and in a sense. I'm a bit more settled in where I am. There's lots that really worry me about what's going on, but I don't genuinely don't fear um, going out and about in society uh, that that things are, are difficult. And I get that's different. So forgive me, but um, I just don't think I don't I don't think those things are unnecessary. I just don't think. 
Good. Um, well, this is the sort of argument that um, it's interesting, isn't it? But it is falling out. No, it is. That's but it is, it is an interesting debate because I it can is. see the logic of what you're saying. And, yeah. and and would I like a more peaceful life in the media and sacrifice something to get that? Maybe, maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. And, um, you know, and that's maybe that's the activist part of me and the trade union part of me that blinds sometimes that maybe there's a more pragmatic approach. But you mentioned the NHS. But let, let, me, I, let me leap in. Let me leap for a second. You hold that thought on the NHS. Sorry to be rude. But I'm just no, thinking no. about the Black Rights Matter. Um, 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 what's the word? Black Lives um, Matter. Uh, no, the movements in the 60s, you know, when oh, yeah, uh, MLK was out and all those yeah, things yeah. were going on in the Southern America. They coalesced. They coalesced around the church often, but they were legitimized because of their membership as specific things, not necessarily unions, but they had they had they had rights that came from the um the membership certain organizations. And I think that's what I'm thinking about. When they belonged, can't remember the name of the organization now, but there's one in the States that when you belonged to that, you could work and you could have all those those rights given to you. Right, okay. And I suppose that's what I'm thinking about. There needs whether the word assessment is right, maybe the word assessment is is not the right word. Maybe it's something else that's that that's well, the thing. Because it's yeah. not about someone else saying yes or no. It's about showing something that you're in in a specific well, place. A bit like um you know when you say um i don't know um this might be a really terrible example but you know not all not all um not all disabilities are visible it's that sort of thing you know it's it's that yeah, I, being able to I, indicate that you're genuine about this i, I mean I, I i in a sense yeah i i i just hate that the idea of that something some people are not genuinely trans i just don't get that there's any scale of that i just don't think i think that's I don't think it's there the is perception of it, though. It's the there perception. Is perception of, but yeah, but you know, I don't think we should, in a sense, pander to that perception that anybody is is not is not genuinely trans. Nobody does this, I don't, for, you know. But I get the point on that. I mean, that would be the reform of the Gender Identity uh, Recognition Act: is that we would do a legal declaration, like changing your name. You would yeah. legally declare, and that's what happens in Ireland, is my understanding. So there is a yeah. process, but you it is self-directed. So you say, I yeah. legally, I am committing. This is who I am. I'm committing to the fact that I need that legal dec declaration. But we still need, as a community, to have space for people to be gender fluid, for people who aren't able to transition, to be freely able to not, you know, live their lives, use whatever appropriate facilities are for them at that time, is, absolute, is absolutely right. And um, because there was a time before I was, I would, you know, you could argue I hadn't transitioned until I did it at work, but outside of work, I was living as a woman. Of course, I would use the women's toilets, and of course, never. So you'd argue at that point, I hadn't got that full transition, um, and in words, maybe not genuine at that point. But of course, I used women's toilets. Nobody ever questioned it. Yeah, it'd be weird to have gone into men's facilities. So you know, I'm not saying. So I think there's a, there, there is maybe some compromise there, and the assessment's not the right thing. But I yeah. understand that actually we need to think about people who are in. Positions like you, Jill, who are, are facing what's in the UK at the moment and how scary that is. And is there a better way of quieting that it. down? That's um, it. It's it's the it's the sense for me that we're doing nothing we're doing nothing as a community. Where I, I find I find yeah, so that's it. I suppose I, that's I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean maybe maybe it's the activist in me, um, maybe, but I I still yeah. think I still I think we win I still think they win the argument. Younger younger people get it. There are enough allies out there. The vast majority of people, even with even with all the noise um, 
um, in, in, in the media and everything else, if you look at the surveys, there's still a small majority of people would say, would say a trans woman is a woman, for instance. So, uh, and it's treated like that. And that's despite all the noise. Before that, it was much stronger, right? So yeah. I think public support is out there. It's just weathering this current storm, which I think will blow over. Um, and without letting it do too much damage or conceding too much ground is what I would argue. Anyway. <laughs> That's an interesting idea. And so uh, we've neatly introduced, introduced uh, the first of our topics around the emotions of transition. Okay. Yes. So, um, and really what we've been talking about here is sort of the relative fears that people have. Yeah. And we've been talking about the, legit, lit, the, the, the concept of fear, haven't we? And fears... Yeah. Here's one of those things, isn't it? It's it's uh, it spins into anxiety, which we'll talk about separately, and we can spin into anger at another time and all the euphoria that you've talked about. But let's talk a bit more about fear and transition. So, in your mind, um, and, and uh, as someone who's post-transition, what are the fears that you have? Have or had? Have. Have now. Yeah. In terms of what, so in terms of, I guess you mean in terms of, um, you know, day to day living as a woman. Yeah, yeah. is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, trans, you know, living as a woman or a trans woman in in in, in real life, because this is something I aspire to, obviously. It's interesting, because um, there's very little um, in some ah, in some good. respects. Um, I can think of the last few years, and I'm trying to take the, what's happened in the media of the last five years out of it, but if you look five yeah. years ago, I got to a point where there was no, nothing I hadn't done as a woman. And I think the last thing that was really scaring me was going to swimming. Yeah. Probably because I'm big, you know, I'm fat. <laughs> I could get away from that. And every every any woman is feels vulnerable against a swimming costume, but doing going yeah. swimming using those changes was sort of a bit of a barrier. I thought I'm going to look like it, and I did it, and it was fine. It was great, and I started going swimming. I was getting fit, and I thought to myself, "There's nothing. There's no other area that I've I've gone to." I think we talked previously about going on the train and things where yeah. I would be worried. Yeah, we talked about that in a previous podcast, and um, and I'd overcome all those, and actually nothing. There'd been no problem, and I felt completely accepted. You know, um, even going on television a couple of times um, without and standing up in conferences in front of thousands, you know, standing up. So nothing I hadn't done. Yeah. No. And I felt completely at home. And, you know, and the, the, the reality was I was living a mundane life and the bits, the irritating bits of being a woman in terms of having to put makeup on to look good for work and stuff and wearing shoes that are uncomfortable was more that you know and, and and i got to the point where i barely can remember my life pre-transition pre i can't remember it it's like not yeah. to live and be as a woman so i have some fears now i, I guess because of the medium we talked about that but that aside i suppose the one thing i haven't talked i haven't said is the fear of having a relationship which i haven't done as a woman and i right i, I, I don't think of i fear i would fear that right. so i've not had a relationship okay which is which is sad um so if if you talk about what my fears are yeah, I'm just thinking because uh, yeah, I mean you seem a very sort of uh, trans-wise. You seem a very switched-on person. You know where you're going, and you're very certain and very secure. And I noticed this with Ellen last week. The the narrative is very strong, and it's you know it's uh, 
you very you feel very settled and you feel comfortable as you are, which you tend not to at the beginning of this process. So it's it's sort of encouraging for me. But I just wondered whether you know, because a lot of us who experience fear, um, it's how do you how do you master? How do you conquer? How do you deal with? How do you begin to address any fear? I mean, what 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 is it you have to do? I don't know what I did. I don't, I don't know what I did um, because I was coupling the fear with with the the added you know certainly at first and transition with the added uh, positive feelings of being myself and being legitimate and being proud of what I'm doing so that helped me overcome a fear but I never my, my fears of, of doing things like standing up in front of a conference in front of two thousand yeah, people with my big natural fears on me fat face on a massive screen and my voice booming out that was scary and I cried in the toilets before I had to do that but I did it because I wanted to do it as part of my job and when I did so it, how I did you get so how did you get over that fear and conquer that how did you what did you do I'd, I knew I wanted to do it and it was, and there was a sense of duty that I had to do it I was I was at a uni, big unison conference and had to speak on emotion you know um, for two three minutes and, and you know you like you see these political conferences where it's like that and the big thing you know uh, I remember and then my fears were how I was going to come across but I was also there was also a couple of the fears of standing up and delivering a speech and not messing it up you know yes um I don't know what I did I can't it's difficult to think what I did other than I was knowing I had to do it yeah. so I had to push myself and just live living with that that fear as a as a get I guess as but somebody see- has General it's, anxiety. I'm always living with a bit of fear. Fear. Yeah. Well, anxiety is, is a subdivision of fear, yeah. isn't it? So what? So what you're actually saying is, there's something about motivation. There's yeah. something about um, the coalescence of purpose and such like. And you're also saying, actually, just got on and did it. And I think, and I think there's something about that, isn't there? There's something about how you build your confidence around your fears. There's that thing about how you take baby steps, you know, because I'm yes. sure you never had it. I'm sure you'd never, ever said, well, I've never done a conference. I've never spoken in public and I'm just going to launch myself into 2000 people. You'd probably spoken in meetings and small groups. You'd probably. I've done some, I've done a bit yeah. of public speaking before. Yes, then, so. exactly. And I think that's part of, part of the fear thing, isn't it? You know, you have to, you have to, you have to break things down. So you're motivated enough to take small enough risks so you build your confidence. Yeah, I don't think I ever, because of, I mean, this is the therapist in jail, I've never planned it or thought about in those steps. I I tended to, I have to do this, so this is what I have to do. Yeah. Um, So, um, yeah, maybe I don't fully understand the the difference between fear and the anxiety because I'm always, always living in anxiety. At the moment, you know, I've, you know, I, I worry about going and just taking a journey in the car. I'm always thinking that's going to break down. This is going to be, I'm going to find that difficult. So I'm always worried and always got fear. It's a general, the difference between fear and anxiety, I, I find difficult to, so having all that, maybe I haven't differentiated them properly. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I It's interesting to think back because I don't regard it is what drove me to, trans, to transition and take those first steps when I was definitely scared of stepping out the door. Yeah, the first time I, did, I did after dark, you know, I mean, yeah. walking around the block after dark with a big coat on. I mean, where's the sense in that? And that's driven my fear, you know, then taking it. So there's definitely, and I don't know, other than knowing it was who I am, but I still don't know what pushed me over that ledge. And I know that, I don't know, I know. It's definitely not bravery, and I hate it when people say people are brave. For being, trying to hate, I hate that trope. How, how do you mean? What do you mean by that? Well, because often, I, you know, I do some events and speak, and I speak personally about my own experience, and people sometimes saying they're brave or brave and things like that. I think if you're saying, in my bro- my stupid logical brain, it says, well, in that case, what you're doing is something 
that should be scary and should be wrong or something. You know, I don't think it's brave. Um, myself, um, I don't sort of like that idea. That's and maybe it's just me pushing back because it, it sort of implies that people should be brave to be who they are. I don't know. But then pain, I mean, um, bravery is just about ready to face, endure, danger, yeah. pain, showing courage. I didn't, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think, I, I still wonder, I didn't have anything much to lose when I transitioned. Okay. So the fears were about, the fears were just about what I'm going to be laughed at. That was the only fears, really. And, yeah. and as somebody who's been bullied and laughed at anyway, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll live with that. Um, I didn't have anything to lose. And I think that's that bit of fear that other people have, be that relationships, family, job. You know, this is the one reason why I'll say to anybody who transitions, nobody does this on a whim. No. You risk losing every, you risk losing a lot, everything, yeah. friends, family and stuff. Um, or did, certainly did back then, hopefully less so now. Um, so that fear I didn't have to overcome. And I, and I was chatting to someone quite recently who um, had transitioned, lost their family, lost the house, yeah. lost the kids, lost the job, sitting at home, living on handouts, um, can get work, but only terrible work. And they were quite a senior yeah. person before transition. Now all they can get is a care job or a retail job. Mm-hmm. And it's um and that's the thing, isn't it? You can you can lose quite a lot through this. And you've got to be you've got to be uh you're ready you've got to be ready to have a plan to avoid that in a way, haven't you? Or you've got to manage your transition in such a way that you can actually have because there's a there's a sort of perception, don't get me wrong on this, but there's a sort of perception where you're either it or not. And I and I think it's perfectly acceptable to say you can be like you said, you've said a couple of times you sort of felt it was really you were living as a woman until you until you transitioned at work. And then once you transition at work, it's like the whole thing was complete. Well, but, yeah. So I was just thinking sometimes in your plan, you have to figure that out don't you that you don't have to transition and lose everything and lose everybody and lose your job and everything if you plan it properly there is a possibility that you can actually come out with a with a better result no definitely definitely agree with you you don't have to and it's finding balance and i think it's a perfectly legitimate life to lead that you may not transition in all parts of your life i mean i you know at that point of those that brief period only a few months where i was basically living as me outside of work and everything else, but attending work um, was almost me, you know, putting on a uniform or something for work and putting on a, 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 you know, pretending to be somebody else at work, you know, almost it tipped that balance, but it's finding that balance. And I I talk about this when I talk about transes, I think, um, you know, when you meet trans people, there are trans people who aren't able to transition or or have that fear or not able to, I don't think it makes them any less Mm. who they are. They are, you know, they are trans, even if they've not been able to transition yeah um they are they are every bit as valid you know i everybody has to make decisions i just i was lucky enough not to have to lose lose not to risk losing anything particularly yes and 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 and, and that plan that planning process it's 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 quite interesting isn't it because you've talked a couple of times about the euphoria of transition and i wonder whether that that emotion gets in the way of that planning thing because you're in such a rush to get to where you want to get to sometimes and often seeing Mm being trans as the end rather than just a step in life. Yeah. People sort I, I, of people sort I, of confuse I, I, confuse it, don't they? And they confuse it as a as a well, you know, you still have to live, you still have to eat, you still want to have relationships potentially, you still may want to work. And you're happy you happen to be trans. I, I 
I think on my LinkedIn profile, I think I've actually said it's something like that. Whereas a lot of people are, I'm trans and this and that. It's it's the transness just defines them. I don't know whether uh, it doesn't have to, does it? No, it doesn't. I, I absolutely think it's about balance. And I can't speak as if my life had been different, the circumstances are different, whether I would have taken the steps at that time to do the transition when I did or not. I don't, everybody has to, has to find that own balance. I often, when I've been speaking to people who have been starting to look at transitioning and things or starting to come out. I mean, I remember, I have a feel of responsibility sometimes because it can be a drug. It can be, I, I remember from the point I made the decision that I was going to transition, it was pretty quick before I was living full time as a woman mm. because I got, I was getting positive feedback every time I was telling people I was showing people a photo at work. I said, this is, this is who I am out of work. And at some point I'm going to transition at work. I got nothing but positive feedback. And it was like a drug. And once I'd gone over those first fears, um, there was an inevitability and it happened really fast. Yeah. And I did that before even, you know, I didn't get, before I got referred to the NHS or anything else. I was uh, I was Jenny at work. That's but, but, but that's interesting. You see, that's a very interesting insight because I think a lot of people, uh, they find this a very lonely process because they're on their own. On their own. But what you were doing there is you're reaching out, you're engaging, you, and you've talked about this social connection before. Yeah. And I think a lot of people can find themselves lonely and isolated because they're not reaching out. I, and I, I get this myself because mm. I have this problem about, you know, the speed at which I want to do this and the extent to which I want to reveal myself in certain quarters. And it's it's a challenge for people, isn't it? And but it's really important that you've got someone you can reach out to. It's really important you have a network. It's really important, even if it's, even if it's just a b- bunch of Facebook friends. Sorry, that's showing my age a little bit there. Um, but it's no, it, no, it's, not. it's nice to be able to, to have a friend you can point it to. And if it's not a partner who supports you, then somewhat you need, you need to find someone into it. You sort of, before you begin the, this transition process, I think it's really important that you begin to acquire a bit of a posse before you start, a bit of a little network, you know? I did. I mean, I think that's that's not a bad that's not a bad advice. I didn't. I didn't. I, I did. It was a very lonely process. I just did it myself. And they, they, I was talking to people at work. They were. It wasn't a network. I was just explaining to them to to prepare them for what was going to happen. Um, but no, I didn't have anybody else um, in a sense. Even to, I don't think I even knew I had another trans person to talk to. Yeah. Uh, I think I eventually went along to a couple of support groups. Um, but I'd already transitioned by then. I was just, it was just for a social thing. Um, I, 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 it, it had an, I got some, I mean, and a couple of people talked about online, but as a community, but no, I think it's a, if you can get that support, uh, yeah, it makes it, it certainly makes it easier. Yeah. Um, but no, I, um, I, um, I didn't, um, uh, I guess, but I'm, I'm a bit brave. weird. I would say that's very brave. It's brave or it's brave or dumb. I mean, I I feel like writing the book of how not to transition because I just sort of had no real idea and threw myself into things a little bit. It sounds or just the best way. Things. It sounds yeah. the best way because you picked a time when you could, and I therefore could. you it got was, on with it. It was easy. It was easier. Yeah. Two thousand five. And I think I you see. I think I've missed my chance, and so and I think um I mean, where's probably Never slightly older. Well, it's not, and exactly, and this is what people kind of oh, people transition in their 80s. And I think, yeah, I know, but... So what, what are your fears then? Because of, what are your fears? Then, Mine? Well, it's yeah. about... Well, I'll tell you what the fear is of overrunning this podcast. Okay, there's that. Well, I... <laughs> 
So if maybe we should cover this a, another time. If, if brevity is the soul of the wit, I am. Uh, yeah, I'm, I think. I think. <laughs> I think everything you've said is what people go through. I think. I think it's there's a genuine fear. I think it's, there are fears. I think there's fears you can do something about as well, which are yeah. the the bits you do for yourself. And there's a there's a general anxiety around th- what's that, going on in the world. Yeah. I, I, the one thing I'll take is the reality. Uh, all, all my fears, the reality proof that that they were nowhere near the level they were. All my fears about whether I would ever be able to live and function as a woman, which I did, proved not to be the case. And I always think if I can do it, and what the hand I was dealt with, sort of physically and everything else, then I think anybody can. Yeah, and I think I think for me, the one thing I regret is not doing it when I was younger. I think we all do that. I yeah. do that. We should have well, all just got on with it, shouldn't we? But it's yeah, and I do that, and I wish I'd love to have had my teen years and things like that. But it is what it is. You've got to do the right it thing is. at the right time, yeah. you know. And it's it the right time for you. It's the right time for you. Well, there you are, and that on that philosophical note, well, that got very debated. On. I, I like that. That was. I very... mean, we actually planned to do something totally different. Got we totally did actually. Distracted. We, we never planned. You always throw me off with your first comments, and then we got <laughs> onto a. And, and you know me, I can talk. Um, no, I was great. Good. I was really interesting, though. I, I think fascinating. I found that really and, and, interesting. And the good thing, the thing I want to reiterate, though, is mm. you know we can disagree agreeably, and I think it's um, and I think part of what we've lost in our world is the ability to actually have contrary views without falling out. And if you respect a person enough and, you know, have any form of empathy or, you know, sort of consideration, it's possible to listen to another person's view, disagree with it, but not have to, you know, not have to condemn a person because you don't disagree, because you disagree. I need to think, I need to work at that. I mean, I think think there's part of me that finds that difficult and it's something I need to work on because you're absolutely right. Well, I was dealing with quite a tricky transphobe recently and uh, as I am now, and... um, they had a view. It's not a view I agreed with. It's not a view I found palatable. But they, everyone's in fact entitled to their view, you know, however bigoted. But it's not it's yeah. what they do that matters. There, right? Because yeah, sometimes, gonna... sometimes people have views and they can come around, don't they? You know, there's some people you're not going to change. I mean, I. No. But I, I mean, I there's an there's a, a irritatingly arrogant part of my brain that thinks I can somehow debate and persuade anybody through the power of argument which is clearly not evident at all and if you ever saw my working life but uh yeah i, th- I think some people you're not there are some trends for you like on any matter of equality for instance or social justice mm. but the most people all listen actually have listened that that thing that said that the majority of the people who just know a trans person are far more positive about trans yeah, rights that's it. because they just know somebody and once you know yeah. somebody you realize we're not scary we're sort of quite normal. And I think and I think for people like myself, we're earlier in the journey listening to someone like you further on down the line and actually how yeah, 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 whatever your your actual life is, your trans life is pretty sorted. And that's actually quite inspiring. So thank you as always for sharing tips and wisdom and guidance. Into <laughs> I don't know if it's wisdom, into but the it's void. Fun. It's uh, it's something, it's content, as we say now, isn't it? It's content. Content, content creation. <laughs> right then. And on that note, <laughs> um, I shall say adieu and see you next time around. See you, see Jill and see everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Transvox. It's been a joy to have you with us. Um, If you want to um, make contact with us, you can contact us at gillian at transvox.co.uk. And if you'd like to support the work we do, please go to Patreon and go to page Transvox. 
And all of our money goes to our nominated charity. And Jen, you've chosen the charity for the next number of episodes. Which one have you chosen? Our charity is called Beyond Reflections, which is a charity that provides support and counselling to trans people, non-binary people and their friends and their families across the UK. An amazing charity doing some amazing work, really important. So please, if you can give. Great. And if you want to go and have a look at Beyond Reflections, it's beyond-reflections.org.uk. And uh, But as I say, if you'd like to make a contribution to what we're doing, because we love to help the people who help us. Uh, again, if you've got ideas for um, the show, things you'd like to ask us, questions, comments, applause, or um, brickbats, feel free to send it all Absolutely. in to Gillian at transvox.co.uk. Until the next time, goodbye. Bye-bye. Yeah.